You ever been in a really big crowd? And not just any crowd, like at the stadium where there's order to things. Everyone has a seat and they stand and sit at particular times. I'm talking about a real crowd that is in one place. Maybe it's moving from one place to another. And there isn't a lot of order to it. I've been in one twice. Both while I was a student here after games. One was after a Notre Dame game in 94. We won on a last second field goal, so we all went to South University and celebrated there. That was fun. There was, there was, there was no problem there. The other one was earlier than that in 93 after we beat Kentucky, I think, in the basketball in the Final Four or something. Then we went to South U2, and that one was scary uh, because the crowd was huge. <laughs> And somebody threw a smoke bomb in the middle of it, and then they started running my way, and ooh, that, was, that was very scary. And in fact, at one point, it got so tight that I was pushed in the middle of it, and I really started to panic a little bit because I couldn't move, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to breathe. It was a scary thing. When you're in crowds like that, the individual person is very difficult to be understood. It's, it's, it's hard to comprehend yourself as an individual when you're in this, except for your own safety. Certainly nobody around you is going to be paying attention to you. Even the people close to you are probably not going to be paying too much attention to you in a crowd like that. These are the types of crowds that Jesus was dealing with when he was going from place to place. He was going around in crowds, and it tells us this in the Gospel, crowds in which people were they're thronging to Him. They're, they're, I've said this before, they're jumping on one another to get closer to Jesus. And how difficult it is for any individuals to stick out, to stand out in this type of an arrangement. Indeed, how difficult it is for even Jesus to speak on these occasions. Remember, when Jesus speaks to big crowds, almost each and every time, He gets into a boat and pulls a little bit offshore so that He could talk to everybody. He seats them because it's a sign. Okay, we'll sit down. We're going to pay attention now. There's something that goes on so that He can project His voice and people can hear Him. But most of the time in these crowds, they can't. And yet something extraordinary happens within these crowds on multiple occasions. And this is one of these times here with the story of Zacchaeus. And the first issue has to do with Zacchaeus himself. Zacchaeus is not going to let the crowd keep him from Jesus. There is nothing that will impede Zacchaeus and his faith from meeting Jesus. Nothing. Here he is, the leader of the civil government, one of the leaders. And people know that he's kind of a scoundrel too. And he climbs up into a tree to see Jesus. That means he's going to attract a certain amount of attention to himself. We notice things when they're a little bit up high. And certainly somebody dressed in the robes of that era and in nice robes of that era, climbing up in a tree would have been a ridiculous sight to see for most people. That's not an impediment for Zacchaeus. He 
he wants to see the Lord. And that's something each and every one of us should take from this lesson. That there should be nothing that keeps us from seeing, from approaching, and from speaking to the Lord. The second issue is that Jesus acknowledges this person. Now, we can assume that Zacchaeus was relatively well-known at this time. Everyone owed their taxes to him. One might say that Jesus, as he's walking, sees Zacchaeus up there and says to the people around him, who's this guy? And they say who it is, and he says, hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. But that's probably not the truth. From the example that we know of the Samaritan woman at the well, we know that Jesus knows each and every one of us. And here he knows Zacchaeus and calls him out by name. And we have no other information that he was given that name from anywhere else. So I like to assume that just like in the case of the Samaritan woman, he knows who he is simply because he's one of Jesus' children. He's beloved of the Lord as each and every one of us are. And the point here is that even within the crowd, Jesus sees the one. Even within the entire world and the billions that now exist, Jesus sees, knows, and hears each and every individual one of us. Again, something that we have to keep in mind. And it's explained as such in this Gospel lesson, not so much by the message of the words, but by the message of the scene that's there. And that's what we can get. So this week, this year, as we go through this story of Zacchaeus, please remember these two things. First, that there's nothing that should be an impediment to us from getting closer to Christ, from seeking Christ, from speaking to Christ, from meeting Christ. And second, the Lord sees and knows each and every one of us by name because He knows not simply who we are by the face, but when I say by name, it really means He knows us for our hearts. And Zacchaeus was turned to Christ, and that day he received salvation.